0: I was jamming jamming to the tune. Hi guys, welcome to Your Aunties Could Never episode 57 and I'm here with Auntie Nana. And Auntie Shade. And we have to cry. And we're very, very sad that we've not got Auntie Farah with us this week. She's not well. She's not feeling good, but she sends her love and she wishes she could be here but she'll be back next week. So, yes. Yeah. So, we're sending our love yeah, to us. you. already. So, look, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how are you, ladies? Are you guys okay? I'm already laughing because I'm good. Called. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very good. Happy. Oh, you got your nails done. Oh, my God. Do you know what? First of all happy post, but her post week of your birthday or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How, was How was your birthday?
1: It was amazing. I can't lie. It was so, it was just so lovely. Um Obviously not what I planned, but yeah. it was just so nice just having closest people to me around me on my special day. And shout out to my brother and Steph who made everything happen. Because They've done an amazing job,
0: I mean, yeah. Although I feel a little bit remiss that you said it was the greatest day ever and you weren't with your aunties, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> I feel like it was we exactly do fun. have the month, we've yeah. got the rest of the month. This exactly. is her birthday month, okay.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And we can, we
2: can <laughs> do stuff, <laughs> right. okay.
0: But, um, but yeah, happy, happy. and you got your nails done. I, yeah. been, I feel, I've got to go around like this I feel so ashamed Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm not even showing mine, they're really bad and
0: My toes are horrendous, I'm going to be like "Hi, will get my
2: toes done too, yes. no, no.
0: I'm yeah back.
2: I'm back, I'm back baby Did you go and get like your eyebrows out and everything?
1: No, not eyebrows, no But um, yeah, because that's going to be That's going to be hard to get an appointment But everything else, yeah, so it, Did you I'm go to your, to your spot where you go to normally? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so happy, I can't lie, yeah I didn't think this would make me that happy. <laughs> I haven't had a critic for maybe a year.
0: year? It's true, because yeah. you popped them off, yeah. Yeah, kind of thing, so. <sighs> all right, yeah. all right, guys, I've got two things, yeah? Uh-huh. I want to make you bemused, and one thing, so just get to know you, because I feel like I don't know you guys. I know you guys, but I don't know, know, know you guys. Really got I want to get to know you properly, because... Okay. Then, I don't know. Anyway, I want to know. I, um... Would you rather, and this is a really simplistic game, but yeah, would you rather, yeah, because how I know what you lot are thinking. Would you rather, and guys in the comments get involved too, would you rather be able to read someone's mind or control their mind, flip a coin for a chance to win 20 pounds or immediately win 10 pounds, or, hold on, I think I'm reading all of them. But anyway, always. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have them separate, please? (laughs) You're overloading our (laughs) brains. No, but it's not my fault. It wasn't clearly laid out like this is individual. (laughs) I don't play this game. I feel like I have to read (laughs) them all. It's very auntie behaviour right now. Like
2: terrible auntie (laughs) behaviour. Well,
0: the niece did it. The niece didn't tell me. Niece Talia, shout out Niece Talia, our producer. Um, I don't know. I'm an auntie, man. Okay, first of all, would you rather be able to read someone's mind or control their mind?
2: control their mind
0: definitely control their mind definitely control Ooh. their mind because i want to control what they're thinking about what me and um, why would you rather control their mind um to to get what i want in every situation yeah you
2: know I mean. and you know sometimes you think you know what's best for people most of the time i feel i know what's best So if I could control their mind, then they're always going to be at their best. It's not even for me, it's for them, actually. It's actually, like, I'm helping them. Some of the people in the comments
0: are, you know, back and forth, back
1: and forth. I'm going to say, yeah, definitely. So I'll make the world a better place, mate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. It's not all selfish. No. You know.
0: I I like to control people's minds, too, because then control... Yeah, do what I need you to do to make the world a better place. I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode of Rick and Mort- Morty where there's oh,
1: here we go. An that does <laughs> an episode of what? <laughs> in in Rick and Morty, where there's an entity that does this that controls everyone's mind, and
0: she makes it a utopia. Serious? That's just what I would do. Okay, 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 okay. Would you? This is the second one. Would oh. you tip a coin for a chance to win twenty pounds, or immediately win ten pounds? Because I suppose if you flip the coin, there's a chance you don't win at all. Um, £10. £10. <laughs> yeah, £10. 10 I'm ten pounds. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Why I it all? It's
2: only I mean, 20. It's 20 pounds.
1: Like, I'll flip it.
2: Yeah. I suppose yeah. the risk. I, I I like certainty. I want the tenor. I just do you know what? I I'd, I'd want the tenor, but I'd flip the coin. And whilst I'm
0: saying I want this because I'm so indecisive, I'll be flipping the coin and wanting the ten pounds, and then you know <laughs> that's my, my own 10 pounds <laughs> um okay, yeah that's the fair baller baller uh what else okay okay would you rather <laughs> would you rather always feel the urge to pee or never know when you have to pee <laughs> always wearing that niecy would you would you <laughs> would you rather feel the urge to pee or never know when you have to pee, so you always have to wear a nappy? This is the most stupidest question ever. This is for drunk people. Nisi, go and stand in the corner.
2: <laughs> to be fair, this isn't actually that silly a dilemma, because I hate the feeling of needing okay. to go to the toilet, because I'm constantly in that state. So I think I would I, I would go for the tenor lady. I'd, I'd go for the wow. nappy, and oh, it's just wow. free-flowing, and I never need to have that feeling of i need to go to the toilet
1: no thank you ma'am <laughs> I, I have a small bladder so that's my life so nothing's changed
0: <laughs> i mean for me yeah i always go i want to go wee anyway so it doesn't really say always feel the urge it always could be you know every time i feel the urge and i always feel the urge then i go when i feel the urge but always like for the whole day every day feeling like i want to wee that's just yeah but i don't then what do you do with your tenants the whole day you're peeing
2: no, but you don't know that you're peeing, in it. You just change your pad. Like, you just have a timer on your phone. Oh, four hours. When you're busy and you're wearing a nappy the whole day and you forget. Because when you're busy and you don't... That
0: urge stops you from doing what you're doing so you can go and toilet. But if you're busy and you don't feel anything...
2: I, I worked for Tenor Lady for a while when they're in the customer services. And while I was there, it lasted for eight hours. It could hold eight hours' worth of wee-wee. So, um yeah you know it's and, and,
1: when you get okay. a nappy, nappy bum look in your um trousers it's disgusting, no, no thank you
2: a nappy, yeah. what? <laughs>
1: that nappy? that nappy bum look like <laughs> in the trousers, no one wants to wear no, no thank you no <laughs>
2: oh my god do you know what that's so
0: true i think i'd need to feel the urge but it would be frustrating especially if i'm outside but then also i might then get to know that this is just an urge and i don't actually want to know but then i'll never know which one is the real one and which one's the
2: actual just the urge it just says the urge doesn't mean so you wait yourself every time i want to ask an older person this i actually feel like this question was shady actually thinking about it like it's it's like It's like, we're so old, we're getting close to being incontinent, so we yeah. should be thinking about Why this you, shit. Well, this, we've got to take it over the knees.
0: Why i <laughs> quickly, um, read the comments, like, who said what, what, where? Got
2: okay. <coughs> Comment sections. Hello to everybody. Um, And we have, Tafadzma says, greetings in the name of the most high and the most low and the most wide and the most deep. Stay woke. Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are like, they will either take the £10 or flip. Um, I think, yeah, the majority were going to flip on that one. Mm. And um, we have somebody say that they would go with the nappy. I'm telling you, the nappy is the way forward. A nappy is not the way forward, but okay. <laughs> um, um, I just want to play this. I don't know
0: if you guys heard this. Before we, move, we go on to the next bit, did you lot hear this? I'm going to play this now that I'm the fourth
2: African-American
0: head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white and I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination. <clears throat> did you guys hear that? So, fo- so
2: did he say that he was, was he going into, I'm proud that my three kids kids are a combination of black and white. Yeah, so that's Hubert
0: Davis. For those of you who didn't know, just a quick one. Hubert Davis, he's the first um, African-American coach, as he said, and you know, there's a whole big thing about African-American coaches and black coaches in general across sports, there never, there rarely are any. So he's one of the first for North Carolina and he made his acceptance speech saying it's a great honor. But in his speech, he threw in um, the fact that along with being proud of being African-American, he's very proud that his wife is white.
2: I have nothing to say. I, I sure just don't know. It's something we can pick up in the cult. Right? <laughs> I, I think I have to ponder it because I'm yes. really like, hmm. What's
1: the problem though? I mean, like, I think he should say that. He should be proud. That's the yes. choice that he's made. Like, and the thing is, the fact of the matter is that the media are going to pick up on it, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's a good thing that he's saying it now. He's almost saying it now. So if they do say something, he's already kind of stated what his position is
0: well i th- i think it was more well the feedback on t- the socials when that, um, when they said that was that um it's like he was saying that i'm he's throwing that in there to make sure that the the powers that be don't see him as a black threat because he is one of the few um black coaches and all that type of stuff so his, his him having a white wife kind of alleviates
2: any kind of worries they might have <laughs> like i'm not i'm not pro black i have yeah. a white wife Yes. and i'm proud that my children are mixed so it, it's weird I, yeah. I, I don't even know how i feel about it i'm just like that's that's strange but i kind of agree with you auntie shade um the, yeah kudos for the honesty i guess like, but most people would have presumed that anyway but you know I, I don't know it was just it was just a weird
0: insertion but anyway let's move on <laughs> and welcome and
2: now I'll get the headlines. What have you heard in the news today, Auntie Nana? Okay, so my news story, and I'm sure everybody has had a uh, has heard about this, is uh, Diddy putting out an open letter to General Motors Corporation um, in regards to. Actually, should I just read a little bit of what he said? That may be easiest. One second. Let me just give you a general insert because I I actually like really think it was a a very good letter as well. All right. So. One second. Sorry, I'm going to a good part of the, the letter. I'll go to the main part. So. We demand that corporate America reinvest an equitable percentage of what you take from our community back into our community. If the ma- if the black community represents fifty percent of your revenue, black-owned media should receive at least fifty percent of the advertising spend. The same way you understand the power of our dollars, we understand our power to take them away from any corporation that doesn't give us the economic. Inclusion, we deserve. We are prepared to weaponize our dollars. If you love us, pay us. Not a token investment, not a charity check or a donation. It's time now. Radical change is the only option. You're either with us or you are on the other side. Now, because of this, and he tweeted a short form version of, of the open letter. Diddy has actually come under a lot of fire for his kind of corporate endeavours and how he's treated artists, but, but it's kind of taken away from the message of the letter. So I just wanted to get you guys' um, opinion on this. Is Diddy the person to speak for black people in regards to corporations and what uh, white-owned corporations should be doing for, for black people? I just do
1: so I think the problem with, yes, I think he should, as, as I think that any kind of um, prominent black person in the entertainment industry or any industry should, you know what I mean? But the problem with Diddy is that um, he's known for taking advantage of his own. That's the thing. So I think it's very difficult for people to take what he's saying seriously um and and to believe that he he um what's it called that he wasn't what's the word to believe that he was he's not doing it for himself um to 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 you know to kind of take that bit seriously i think it's just very very it's very difficult to believe that he's not being selfish in this moment. Do you know what I mean? So underline the guise of like, yes, for us, people will read it as for me, basically, um, as in for Diddy. Um, but yeah, but I do think that anyone who has that kind of platform um, should. It's, it's their duty, in fact, to be pushing this type of narrative because the, the message of what he's actually saying does make a hell of a lot of sense and would effectively balance things out. And it's not just necessarily like um, who black people necessarily listen to is do the corporations think that Diddy is the person that knows what black people want? It's that side of things as well. So I think think in some cases, yes, he, he is the right person. It's, who,
0: it's who's in the room, isn't it? I think that's what it is. Is if Diddy's in the room making having those conversations because he knows business, as it were, and he's been a mogul for a long time, and he's been through various industries and been here done that, then he is the right person to be having those conversations because he's proof of the pudding kind of thing. So but it's the cult it's the community and the culture and the people who are like, but hold on. You where, where like I think that's one article, like, where are all the bad, bad boy artists? Not one of them, or how many of them have actually really made it post bad boy era when they were like propping up the whole of the music industry and the culture at that time, um, where are they? They're all in different variations of not richness. <laughs> so, and Diddy is thriving, do you know what I mean? So it's, um, I understand why people are like, but you, have you sorted out your shit? But I wanted to, I guess it's, it's that whole thing of us not knowing what the situation is behind closed doors. I think it's, we tend to go by what we think we know and then we react to what we think we know. We think we know, I mean, I mean, and I swear, we, I suppose with Diddy, people have come out and, contra- and you know, the locks, he had beef with the locks, he's had beef with Mace, he had beef with all of them <laughs> practically, have come out and said, listen, give me my masters, give me my money, I've got no royalties, got nothing, cause the deals that we made with you, black brother, who's out there talking about Diddy love and, love and black community and all that type of stuff. So it does seem supremely hypocritical. But businessman to business industry to fellow business people that know about making deals and making money, then, yeah, what he's saying is right. It's just whether or not it's self-serving and with, and to what end. And I think we were discussing that, whether or not it's a selfish move or is it a move that serves the people, that how long will his campaigning run once he's got the deal where his stuff is considered and gets his percentage and whatever, his dividends, what he needs, whatever his profits and stuff. Does that extend to everyone? Will it be campaigning for everyone that comes up? Going, well, hey, you've done it for Diddy and Revolt. What about us? And what about us? And what about us? Is he going to continue campaigning? Is he going to make sure that the deal covers everybody that wants a piece of the pie? So that's the part that I get. I guess we need to understand. No. So I was
2: really. I, I when I first read his like small part that he put on Twitter, I was definitely I definitely rolled my eyes and was like, oh, this guy. And I didn't actually know that he had written an open letter until a little while after um, I heard people talking about more details. And it was like, oh no, there was more to what he was saying. And I don't think the backlash was totally warranted for what he was talking about. Like really he was sticking up for his brands. Like, don't use me as a tool to be like, because I spend money with Revolt, I'm doing something for the black community because he's only one media outlet. And I think what he was highlighting for all the magazines that I had ever worked for as a stylist, they all had a similar issue getting advertising spends from companies because they would just be like, oh, that's urban, that's niche. Like they they just poo poo you off, and so your media outlet doesn't grow to where it should be. But you know that black people spend with you, so I I I really wish people had delved a little bit deeper into the letter because it was it was a poignant moment, and he really did highlight what people have been saying for ages anyway. Like we're consciously spending your money in places that serve your community, and not getting involved in the trappings of of kind of spending dollars because it's all pounds because it's a status symbol like spending money with luxury brands that have no consciousness for your community they're not going that money isn't reciprocal it's not coming back and being a bit more conscious in how you're spending and that's basically what he was saying but also to them that you have to put advertising money back into our into our media outlets and I think it was important but it got lost in his dirt. So I'm more like, actually, I think he does need to clean up his dirt though. Like he really does. Um, I don't know the business of like the music business is sharky anyway. So I don't know if as a black person, is it realistic to be like, I'm in the music business, but I should do things different to this business model that I'm already operating in. Is Uh, that, is that actually really important?
0: I was going to say, I think we've spoken about this a few times, that it's like, you're in the cesspit, how do you rise above? And we as black people do tend to hold ourselves to a higher standard, but it's because of everything we've been through, right? So, and we expect ourselves to be, to operate, behave better than the people that have oppressed us for so many years. But yes, it's hard when you're presented with the rules as it is, or the industry as it is, how do you play the game? It's like, you know, people who make black people who make slave films or play the criminal, and then they know that when they're super big, then they're going to change it around and then play different characters or have the money in their bank to then tell other narratives. But then sometimes when you've drunk the Kool Aid for too long, it's really hard to make the switch around, and you can't blame your supporters. You should be like, What? Like, you've taken us down because it takes years to get to this point. Did he's in his 50s now? When he started, he was in his 20s, and 20, and that's a lot to heap on a young 20 year old you know, blinded by the lights, super successful in the mix, having fun, doing all the stuff. And then by the way, so say, you've got to be self-righteous. You've got to be hold us up. You've got to play by the righteous rules of the industry and not take on what everyone else is thrown at you. Cause you want to try You're trying to get ahead. So you're trying to make those deals and be the number one. So, you know, you can bring your people forward. But then it also doesn't excuse that if you're doing shady, shitty deals and you know, and watching other people suffer, from the shady shitty deals and you're probably cussing with people who are suffering from shady shitty deals but yet you're still doing that then where does accountability lie there has to be i think you're right you has to do some accountability has to really be honest and it's hard it's like a preacher we don't trust a preacher that cheats and molests and do all that type of stuff is out there preaching the word of god on a sunday so this applies to every single person who puts himself in the forefront that unfortunately when you're going to start chat, chatting and especially on a righteous tip for whatever you're talking about Either clean your dirt up first before you go out talking, or clean your dirt up while it is. But just be honest about who you are, what you've done, and how the industry can improve. And just be real about it, because otherwise you're going to get called out, and then that's the problem. We shut shit down because we're like, "No, nah, fuck you! You're not! You're not! You're not the one to talk after look what you've done." Do you know what I mean? And I can't blame the people for doing that necessarily. Antisade. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. I,
1: yeah, I think, um, I think. He, it would be good for him to clean up his mess um but yeah and i think maybe he should do it at the same time i don't know if he actually will but we'll 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 see <laughs> we'll see but i do think that if he's got the ear of these people and and he has the chance to make change then don't he, he almost needs to block out the noise right he needs to block out those voices and and just do what he's doing for the good of the people um yeah that's it
2: Anymore, I, know. I guess that's how that's how it goes isn't it really like you, your works are very rarely appreciated in that moment that you're doing it it's usually like in hindsight that people are like oh what you was doing helped with this it's like a, along the way I mean just to touch on his what he's put out there about mace and like you know all of the controversy with that he has said people can buy you can buy your masters back, which is more than other record companies. But I guess that it's the it's the, I don't, it's the, business model, though, isn't it? You don't own your art, but you can buy it back. And so this is, this is what he's saying. He's like, Mace, if you've got the money, you can buy it back. And I'm Mace not going like, to hold it.
0: And then Mace is like, but did I make enough money to buy back my masters? You didn't help me make my, you know what I mean? I can't make the money because I ain't got no money you got all the money from my masters so give me the money to buy back my masters just give them back for free <laughs> isn't it at this point or work out a percentage that like i don't know how it works but it's a bit difficult and i understand why people are like f you diddy yeah but also oh sorry no no i'm just gonna quickly add also remember when we're on the outside the social media bubble can be loud in our space but actually the people in the rooms do they care are they listening to what we're saying? Because that's about Diddy, but the business people that can make a change, I don't know if that will affect it. This in this instance, because Black Twitter can cancel things when we really galvanize and mm. in positive ways. But in this situation, I don't even know if the noise is loud enough. Sorry, Auntie Shade. I was
1: just gonna say, like, just to the to the mace thing, that like, I think that's I think it's a bit fair. I don't know all the details, but if he's helped him get to a certain space, and that was the deal then that's, that's how it goes. That's, that's the world that they operate in. Do you know
0: what I mean? And yeah, I don't know. I think so. I think (laughs) it's that thing where they all, because it's accountability, isn't it? And sometimes we're harsh on young people. We say there's no excuse. for whatever you've been through, whatever you did wrong as a young person, you still have to be held accountable. And in other situations, because at that point, Diddy's young, Mace is young. So everybody's young. Everyone's in the game, everyone's heads because Mace should have really done his diligence. Where's his lawyer? Where are you why aren't you but, checking but, the but
1: my point is without Diddy, would there be Mace? Would he have that platform? Would he would he have his career path? Like it's, so that, that that itself has value. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if his value is my what do you call it? My your your master. <laughs> <laughs> that but, but but if it is you gonna work that do you know what i mean like yes you should pay for it like didn't like yeah i think i think i think sometimes we we're all too quick to say oh because that person's in charge that they 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 now have to be this ultimate altruist um do you know what i mean like and just give um just because but what has mace what what, what is mace doing what has mace done
0: oh uh, you're on mute okay I... yeah. um i guess it's more like yes but then without do you know the catch-22 is without mace hitting with the public as well because diddy for all diddy's wins there's a few like artists that never made it and that was his decision innit? it like i'm gonna package and put you up now nah, you don't work i don't know who maybe charlie baltimore was that one of his people didn't quite hit so you'd made a bit of a wrong decision there so also mace Brought you in as well, vice versa. So it is in the art of the deal, and both it's the art of the deal. And may should have done his due diligence. Diddy didn't have to be one of have to be a really MF, maybe. And I don't know what that deal is. I don't. Know, I don't know if it's unfair. But then they've all Diddy included musicians, black musicians have talked about that kind of um, what's it called the 360 deal, all those kind of deals. They've spoken out about it. So the fact that Diddy's done them, I get why people are pissed. But I also understand, do your business before you get into it. But then you're talking about young kids. Some of them off the street. Some of them just get brought in, and then the next minute you're famous. And the next minute you don't get a chance to really live and really go into the fine print. But yet, Diddy would have known the fine print, and you know you're taking a guy from the hood or wherever. And do you know what I mean? It's just a mix up. Everyone's no, no. I
1: think I think it's yeah. It's definitely not right. It's definitely the whole system is not right. Do you know what I mean? But they do. They. It's hard to operate in that. Space and do something different without any capital and without any power and without any leverage. Like Precisely. I have heard that, like I think Beyonce and Jay Z have bought DMX's. It's um, not, true. Is it not true. It's not true. Oh, no, no, mate, that's sad. <laughs> but, but in that case, if that was true, that 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 I can understand. Do you know what I mean? Because it would be for a a, a good cause. Do you know what I mean? But just giving it, giving it to mate just because.
0: Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. The yeah. cause bit that you said. For so, the children, it'll be for the children. But what about Mace's children? But Mace isn't dead. I understand,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm playing yeah. devil. I don't, Mace still has the opportunity to, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. to okay. create an income,
0: you know? Or, you know. How much, how much
2: is Master? Because he might not have, how, if they're like four million, what? what? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a couple of million, I think Diddy said. Like, and you can happened. have them for a couple of million. But that's the thing, if you ain't got,
0: that's like, hey, let's take for a couple of million. Did he knows, like, I ain't got, I ain't got a couple of million. And Diddy knows. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a hard oh. one. It's hard to Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the
1: thing I don't
0: know. And oh, the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is, because of, with Mace as well, I'm like, you tried it. You tried to go into Christianity and make money. It didn't right. work. And he came back. But then also, did he? Man tried to make your money to get his things, it didn't work for him.
2: So then it's like, I don't know. Let's get the comments. <laughs> <laughs> There are not too many comments that I can see. I'm hoping I'm seeing everything. But um, so far, we have Nicola, you missed the beginning bit. Auntie Farah will be back next week. And hello to you. And Red Border says, go fund me for Macy's Masters. <laughs> I mean, he could try. He should try. <laughs> but we'll see. I think, did he keep cracking? But um, we,
0: you're going to have to take the bit with the sweet. Basically,
2: I, I just hope the noise didn't cancel out what he was actually putting out there to the world. I don't think so, but we'll see. Auntie Shade, Shade, what have you heard?
1: Okay, so my story is about the news of Prince Philip's death. Um, who died last Friday at the age of 99 so here in the UK when a senior royal dies um, the protocol is to stop all regular programming and report um, report on the death and like celebrate his life and contributions and everything like that right but many 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 many, many people Many people were not happy about this interruption at all. So popular shows like EastEnders were cancelled and people just weren't happy. And by people, I mean at least a whopping 110,000 people have made complaints to the BBC alone. Um, Many people think this is because, you know, the Prince is unpopular um, and also some, you know, the royal family in general is a bit unpopular. People like... (coughs) Andrew, um, are really unpopular at the moment kind of thing. So there's a lot of backlash they feel. Um, Prince Philip over the years has, has said some questionable and racist things, um, things that Boris Johnson, our prime minister, says, um, and I quote, he says in relation to these things, the world did not hold it against him and that they understood he was trying to break the ice to set people Um, To get people, sorry, laughing and to forget their worries, which is ridiculous. So using racism to break the ice, basically ridiculous. Um, So anyway, so in uh, 1999, for example, Prince Philip said to British students in China, if you stay here long enough, you'll be slit eyed. He also said in the same year to black um, British politician, Lord Taylor of Warwick, um, what exotic part of the world do you come from? And Taylor replied, Birmingham. So, you know, um, now some people um who have not paid their respects in a traditional way, have been getting a bit of backlash. So people like Maya Jammer and um, Sir Lewis Hamilton um, have been asked to apologize. Lewis, because um, he tweeted about DMX's death and not Prince Philip's. Um, Maya, because um, to be honest, actually I don't really get why she got backlash because all she did was drive by Buckingham Palace in an Uber and she said, oh yeah, Prince Philip has died. I don't I don't see why she she's stating a fact. I don't see why she has to apologise for that. But anyway, Aunties, I want to know, has a Prince Philip's death affected you in any way? <laughs> do you think that uh there, this push for a national grieving is right? And do you think that Sir Lewis Hamilton, MBE, should apologize as he um you know, as he's been honoured by the Queen, should he show his loyalty to the crown?
2: Yes. <laughs> Auntie Nana. <laughs> yes, I actually like really do think that if you get an MBE, CBE, OBE, you are a member of the Empire, and you've taken an award for that. So you have to play. You have to play to it. You've you've accepted it. So I absolutely think that he needs to go on bended knee and apologise for not his ruler like, like literally like not being like more like oh my god he was like a grandfather to me like you, you know you got to play the games I absolutely think he needs to apologize Maya Jammer she's just going about her business like literally the cab driver has gone past back palace and then she remembered oh yeah this is why all of these taxis are here paying their respects because a 99 year old man died so she doesn't need to apologise unless she has an MBE as well. She has one, then she also needs to go and bend her knee because you've taken your oath and pledged uh, allegiance to those people. But um, what did it do to me? Um, I thought it would have been really interesting if he had died the week before on Good Friday and then we could have all been like, and then he's going to rise again on the Sunday. So that's what I was thinking when he passed, that it was a week later <laughs> than it should have been. Um, I watched it for 15 minutes while we was all on it together. And they kept on saying that his racist remarks were gaffes. And I thought that was highly offensive. I wish, I, I still got time to complain. I'm going to complain about that as well and add my number to, to the 100,000. But what I do know is, this country is bloody fuckeries. So 100,000 of you couldn't deal with your TV going for a day in honour of man who is basically king. He just doesn't have that title, but he's married to the queen. And you guys have no respect, but you want to talk about queen and country and all of this nonsense. They are turncoats. This this is why they do shit to normal folk, because they know that they're actually like just, they're always fuckeries. So... Yeah, that's those are my thoughts on on the royal death. Um, also, I'd like to know if you guys have any year spans on how long the Queen is going to last without her roommate. Like, do we think she's got another five years, ten years? Is she going to go over a hundred? Like, what's the <laughs> what's oh, word on road about how long the Queen is going to last? Right. First of all, this
0: didn't affect me in the way that I guess as a British citizen it should do, um, but um, no, it didn't affect me in that way. I um, was really more annoyed with the commentary, especially there was one particular BBC um, reporter, or uh, news host, who kept reading in very clipped tones that print. It was so annoying, so frustrating. I think she wasn't the right person to be reading continuously doing that. Um, I kind of, I think I said to you guys, I, lim- I wished I was still working at the BBC because just because there's a protocol, I would like to have seen it in action. We get trained when you go for, the, when you work in broadcasting, especially in the broadcast side of things, whether it's news, whether it's radio or TV, you have the protocol of what to do in this instance and how, because BBC is the uh, Royal Broadcasting Channel or whatever, you know, it's the service of the UK, so you, it has to shut down and comply with whatever's gone on. So there's an order of things. And I just wanted to know what it's like, because it's one of those things that you always train for, and then it never happens under your watch, you know what I mean? So it would have been interesting to see what what happened in the moment of it all, because all the radio stages have to switch and in order, you have to go to the certain feed and then the news gets reported continuously. Um, I agree with you at 99, they're flipping turn codes. This is why people are so stupid. You don't know what side you lie on when you can't watch your little EastEnders and stuff. You're complaining, but then on the other time you're talking about the royal family is my favourite and the Queen and the Queen. I saw so much stupid commentary <coughs> about Meghan and Harry leaving and why this is poor a strain on a ninety nine thousand-year-old man. <laughs> I don't think so. Come on now. So people are really trying to, as we knew and expected, that people are really trying to link in Meghan and Harry's um, interview, saying that, you know, they could have broadcasted it at another time. Yeah, because they really own, what's the channel, own network and all that type of stuff. They own it, yeah. And they they schedule TV on their spare time, don't they? It's like, come on. And that's the level of people who are complaining about not seeing their TV shows and then <laughs> complaining about they love the royal family. And I agree. If you've got an OBE, a CBE, an MBE, a DBD, a CBd, uh, all of those Ds and <laughs>
2: CBd,
0: yeah, you've got all everything. You need to mm-hmm. do as you're told because <laughs> you're a member of the Society of the Royal British Order of Things, Thing, Things. And unfortunately, yeah, you do need to understand what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I feel for you. I don't think you should get backlash, but also you signed up for it, so you kind of got to get with it. I major just like leave her alone. Um, it's all a group of nonsense, to be honest. And as for the Queen, I did think that. What, how are they are going to programme it? Because I don't believe it's... Boy, my conspiracy. I just think there's a timing and a place and they switch the button when they're ready. So I don't know. They're going to time it for whenever it makes sense, unless she, unless she breaks the matrix and goes off her own accord. I don't know. Maybe five, ye- five years. I don't know. Or maybe she'll add decay and then William be ushered through, even though William doesn't oh have... Charles. Oh shoot! I don't think they're. I think they're going to bypass Charles. How you can't do that?
2: I think what she's doing is bang I think, out of order. I think, what living on? You're in your nineties. Your son's in his seventies. Men die before women, anyway. He may only have five years. Like it's not fair. She's had what is she on? Like her seventieth year ruling. Like literally, it's like step down, man, and let your son have a little five ten years. On the throne as well. It's not. It's not fair. Charles could go before his mum. What she's doing is bang out of order. Auntie Sade, do you agree, with Auntie Nana?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I think she's she's doing the right thing. I rate her fully because she knows he's not fit to rule. So she's yeah. like, no, it's not yours. It's mine, and it's going to continue to be mine. And <laughs> that's what it is. Like I think, I think, yeah, I think she's well within her right not to not to step down at all. I mean, she's ninety four now um what I say official age isn't it um well you know and and the thing is the sad thing I think my thing was like if this was the queen you know I would understand and I would be much 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 more respectful do you know what I mean because I just think that she the way that she you know as much as I don't know I was brought up a royalist to be honest to a certain extent but um you know, with all the the BS and you know them living off us and all that kind of stuff, I do think she does try at least a little bit, um, far more than most of the other royals. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely and obviously we've we've kind of been brought up with her, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, I think that you would feel you'd feel more. Do you know what I mean? She means more to the country. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, driving down and seeing billboards of Philip. Like, what what have you done for us? Like, people keep talking about the comment what he's done for the Commonwealth. Like, what have you done? Like, no, I I just don't think it it needed to be this massive, intense like fanfare for him when he's. Just known for being so negative and so disrespectful to his subjects. At the end of the day, Um, you know. So no, I just I think I think it's much. I I understand why people are complaining, and also as well, like we're in a day and age now where we kind of choose our news. Do you know what I mean? For want of you know, sometimes Mm. it is crap, but we choose it. So this is is a reminder that actually, no, we can force you to take in something if we want to, do you know what I mean? And that doesn't, so it it, it kind of, it, it was beyond social, do you know what I mean? It was like everywhere, in the tube station, on, on the motorway, on <laughs> television, <laughs> like you couldn't get away from it, you know? It was a lot, it was actually a lot.
2: And, and they were clutching. like yeah, They didn't really but, have too much footage of him. It was wow. like the same dead pieces that they were showing. And I literally did watch for 15 minutes. And I swear I saw the same thing of him in a church or telling the photographer to hurry up and take the, the bloody picture. I wow. saw that like five times. You, There was nothing really to show. So all day long, plastering this old man's face, it's like you don't even have much to talk about no. other than his racism. Like It was like there wasn't a lot to celebrate or there wasn't anything like to salute there wasn't a lot
1: that was and, and that was his character right and i do i i agree with you both as well with the mba thing if you are honored by the queen then you should be standing up and saying something you have to it's your duty at the end of the day and if you don't want it to be your duty either give it back or don't take the honor in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Because it's very controversial. As as anyone who's you know whose uh, background isn't you know white um, at the end of the day to take that honor in the first place at the end of the day because we all know how we got here. So like what the fuck? So you that's the minimum you should be doing for the crown. To be honest, yeah,
2: a little RIP. Yeah.
1: Right. Like I think I think. You know, if I was, you know, one of those people, I'd think it's very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. It's probably give <laughs> like, back the title. To be honest, Sir Lewis, please. Um, Is but he a sir? We, uh, yeah, he's Sir oh, Lewis, yeah, he's a proper he's sir. Lewis. An NBA he's sir. So, mm-hmm. like, I think, but with Meg, um, Maya Jamar, yeah, just leave her alone, definitely. Um, and I really was thinking, like, I don't. How are they going to spin this? To to uh, Megan, that Megan is the witch behind this. I just knew they were going to try. You know, it's just like, oh, she's not coming to the funeral, yeah, because she's heavily pregnant. Like, finish the sentence. Like, take, they're taking the risk. <laughs> they're taking the risk. They're, yeah.
2: they're saying she's going to do Max's funeral. second yeah, I, I, I was reading that that she's going to be in New York at Max's funeral. I know where I'd rather go. Anyway, let's get the comments. <laughs> okay. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, there we go. So, Zell Sugar says, that's right. Unfortunately, if you take accolades of the Empire, you need, sorry, that just left me. You need to show um, de- 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 deference, I think that is pronounced, deference to the Empire. And uh, Natasha Grey says, the Queen will live on, can't allow Camilla to be up there as she would, uh, she would be known as Princess Consort. Okay. And um, Nicholas says, no, Auntie Nana, let her live to 150. She probably will live that long, actually. Uh, Nigel says she is dying on the throne. Charles will abstain and Wills will become king. Vampire business. And um, Zell Sugar says resurrection. He rose about 20 times already. That is very true. But I mean, it just would have been more poignant if he had died on Good Friday. No. <laughs> it would have
1: been scary.
2: It would have been actually scary. Very, very scary. I would and have loved it. It would have been too much. Um, and set off everybody on their conspiracies. Amen. Oh my word! All the ho teppers would have been ho tepping to heaven. That would have been brilliant.
0: Would have been fun though to
2: see that. But um, yeah. I mean, it is what it
0: is. Okay, Auntie AK, what have I heard? Well, I have heard. Well, i watched Spiracy, I don't know who watched it. It's yes. an ex documentary. That's about the fishes in the sea that are poisonous, that are mafia run, that are being overfarmed, overfished. where we are doomed, literally. Anyone who wants to eat meat, whether it's white meat or red meat, we are effed. And fish is now the latest contribution to this effedness where we need to be vegan or di- vegetarian or whatever the hell because we're going to hell if we eat fish right now. So in a nutshell, this young man who had a, you know, was a real kind of plastic warrior, we would want to tell you to stop using plastic straws and spoons and probably drag your plastic bottle out your hand and all that type of stuff. So he decided to create this documentary, go into looking really deeper into the sea fishing industry, the sea fishing, the fish industry. Um, and he found uncovered, uncovered a whole bunch of things, covering, ranging from the Chinese mafia to the other mafias to the invasion of African waters for their fish. For so basically, colonialism and slavery all over again. Um, the fact that you know, things like salmon, when we get it, it's dyed pink and actually it's gray and rotten and full of poison. Actually, when it's been farmed, we got things like shark fin soup, which has got no nutrition, it just got a shark's fin in it. And what they do is catch the sharks, cut the fin off, and dash the rest of the shark. You've got this thing called, um, oh, I can't remember the name, it's this deep trawling where they catch all the fish and mm-hmm. instead of the fish that you want that they're going for, they're getting all the other stuff and they're just catching them. And, dashing them back or letting them die. All sorts of nonsense in the sea just so we can get fishies and fish fingers. So Mm. I want to know. So actually, no, 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 before I ask the question. So so I went on Twitter and had a look about the conversation and there was a few people that were disputing the fact. And one of the biggest things is that for those of us who want to eat fish as a healthy other source of protein and nutrition and not if you don't want to be eating red meat and chicken and stuff like that, um, fish is that healthy alternative. However, those of us who are mindful of things like, you know, safe fishing and stuff like that we will look at the stamp of approval, Mark, the gold seal of approval that said it's been reasonably sourced, sustainably sourced, efficiently sourced, all that type of stuff. But the documentary revealed that those people <laughs> <laughs> that seal of approval have been paid off by the mafia and the criminals that run the industry. Billion, trillion dollar pound industry in fishing, right? So, you can't even guarantee that. So my thing is, there was an article, a Twitter thread, that was disputing some of the things that came up in Sea Spiracy, like the numbers about, you know, we're not going to be losing out all the fish in 2048. It's not like that. There have been significant improvements. And, of course, they you know, they disputed the fact that people, at the seal of approval people aren't getting paid off. All these type of things. And there was, you know, in I know, I'll go into it furthermore. But I just wanted to know, guys, did you watch it? How do you feel? Has it changed how you look at fish? Will you eat fish? And what stood yeah. out? In general about the documentary. Auntie Shade.
1: Yeah, I watched it. Um it was a lot. It was a lot for me. Um mm-hmm. I used to be a pescatarian um for about ten years and um yeah i had no idea i had no idea that this this was happening i knew i mean the the, the journey the guy goes through is basically that where he starts is as, as much knowledge as i had and truly. Really i've always thought that eating fish was a healthier alternative mm-hmm. um apart from you know don't you're not really supposed to eat shrimp because they're bottom feeders and all that kind of stuff like i didn't really know that much at all like what shocked me the most was the fishing nets and how how well one of the things that shocked me the most the slavery shocked me the most to be honest um but how um you know how dangerous they are and actually they they're the most dangerous to the fish um mm. and yeah that 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 was shocking like 50% it was almost like 50% of plastic waste yeah. is um, fishing nets, which is insane. That's absolutely insane. Um, I just thought, like, this is levels and corruption. The slavery reminds me, I was just like, what is this? Some pirates on the Caribbean shit, like, what, what, what is really going on here? Um, and I can't lie, I was a bit like, whoa, like, can't trust anything. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you actually can't trust anything. Can't eat anything, can't trust anything, it's ridiculous. Um, I, and also, as well, the other thing that shocked me was the um, that what is it like seventy percent of the world's carbon um, is absorbed by the sea or something like that. The majority of carbon in the atmosphere um, <coughs> is processed or absorbed by the it sea. Comes
2: from the sea. It
1: comes from the sea, right? So the thing is, it's just like uh, so it does more for the environment or for the the, the atmosphere than rainforest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are people doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think, like, you know, push, pushing everything aside, the one thing that we should have in common is survival, right? Like, surviving <laughs> the planet. Like, <laughs> being alive. No? Like, I just don't, I, you know, I just I just don't get humans. They're horrible. They're just horrible. They're really destroying the planet and... They they don't give a shit. Like it's 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 just awful. I probably now I'm 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 gonna speed up becoming vegan, I think, but then I'm also I wanna grow my own stuff because I mm. can't trust anything. Yeah.
2: Antinana. Um I think the biggest so there was like three points for me watching this documentary. I was like, the world isn't run by humans. Because it doesn't make any sense that every turn, like commerce has to be at the expense of us living. Like you'll do the most insane things for money, but you have all of the money. It just doesn't make any sense. So to me, that's like, it doesn't, it, it, it must be that if this planet perishes or if we're no longer able to breathe, you can still breathe. So you don't care what is it's almost like stepping on a bunch of ants that like you're not thinking about older oh, ant had families you're not you you're just walking aren't you and it feels like there's a force of people that are just doing their thing because they don't care about the humans that are here because they're not the same as us and the levels of the dynamics of play to keep this going so to have the enemy and the good side, but the good side is being paid by who you think is the enemy. But really all of you are the enemies. Like it didn't really make any sense that like you have the charities who are only focusing on plastics that humans consume. So you're saying everybody must recycle when you know that's such a minuscule factor to what's destroying the waters is that like everybody's in it apart from the people that are really taking this seriously. Like we must save the environment. When you have real, literal sharks out there mining our planet for its resources, Um, there was that. And then just the disgusting types of fish that I've probably consumed, not thinking about what I was eating. Like, it's just like, this, yeah, it just made me feel sick, especially large salmons that I've had at various parties that I know was purchased for a tenner. And it's like, you know, a salmon isn't worth a tenner, but I ate that salmon that was dyed. And it's just that I know I've eaten copious amounts of... And then the third thing is, how flipping resilient is the human body that we are bombarded with so much shit that should kill us and we still keep on going? Although, you know, if we didn't have all of this, maybe we would live to 150 like maybe all 400 who knows how long we would be here for if we weren't being flipping choked and fed to death and just oh, yeah it it was a lot I finished watching it just like oh seriously aliens come please can somebody come and save us <laughs> somebody come and save this place I was a bit um de- dejected afterwards just like oh this is Like, nothing is sacred. I can't even go and buy something and respect that it's saying that this isn't, um, this wasn't, you know, no dolphins were harmed. Like, I can't respect any of that shit. But I've known this from fair trade stamps that, you know, it's not fair trade. And there's a deal to be, but it's just annoying because it's like nothing, nothing is as it seems in in this world. And yeah. That's the part I think, <laughs> I, know. I think. I think there's so much. Everything you
0: have said, is, um, the fact that you can't trust, and I know you can't trust this trade stamp, really. But then he's like, you know, when you pick up your free, your free range, and your organic, and I always my mum, my mum's like, so you want to go to this place and spend all this money? You know, it's not true. Just go and get the other thing because it's like I might as well then because I feel comfort going into certain shops and thinking that this is all organic
2: and yeah, it's it's you know, not, it's not it's really
0: true. not or. <laughs> it says and even if they have good intentions it says close to what they can do because there's what else can they do they're if they're buying from the so-called approved place that's all they can do because there's no other option unless like auntie said we grow our own stuff because i was thinking like okay don't eat fish because yeah? after i watched it i had i had just cooked salmon <laughs> the last bit, and i can't i literally genuinely couldn't eat it but then the other than the, um, me and my little fish finger sandwiches to get me through the day a quick thing. i like my little fish finger sandwiches so a fish finger sandwich i didn't feel so bad maybe because it's inbred so it doesn't make me think of the fish 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 but i always thought that the fish is the last thing that can be tampered with i really because i think you can have chicken and not know you're eating chicken right and you could be eating a rat and you just you know that type of thing any type of meat can be palmed off as any other type of meat i just thought fish
2: is so hard to the only thing that they could do is like if it's not cod, it's tilapia or something like that worse than that you know the thing about fish fingers that in one fish finger, you've probably eaten a hundred different fishes this that is were plastered together and may have been killed up to five years apart from each other. Oh, oh shut up! I'm her. telling you, I watched a whole no, thing on fish fingers and literally I almost threw up. That's on Netflix as well. No, I don't. Just stop it. Because
0: <laughs> Not five years. Anyway, so this is the thing. Well, I, I thought... Naively thought that my fish fingers are safe. And that means I have to go and spend thirty, and even if I go and spend 30 pounds on a pay some fish from one fish finger from Harrods, it's still not guaranteed because where did Mr. Harrods get it from? But anyway, what really got me was the freaking you know, the whole thing of um, the Somali pirates, and yes. we knew I know I know as black people we know the rebranding of any kind of black criminal in the public forum, we know that the truth, there's always a different type of truth in Western reality behind the reason why there's some sort of national criminal. So, and the fact they have made that whole film and like, I'm the captain now, such a tagline phrase that everyone uses in jest, but shout out Barkhad Adi, because where is he? Because he was, you know, brought to Hollywood and then where is he now? Um, Abdi, So I think it's Barkhad Abdi, I hope I got his name right. But anyway, that whole thing, portraying the Somali pirates, then you're coming into Maya waters in Ghana and trying to, colonize and do slavery over, this is the thing, the arrogance of the people then, you're going to Africa on in their waters, man's doing fish, man can't, you know, man's trying to feed his family, fish, take my fish and come home. But no, you're you're gonna interrupt me and tell me I can't fish and I can't export my fish. Because the fisherman, his fish is just from the water, isn't it? And he'll clean it and sell it. But you're not gonna let him, you're gonna do big mafia business turn my people into pirates and criminals when they're trying to protect their what are you it's and then the, when they showed the footage of our people on boats little boats against the big tankers and they're being shot up and all that type of stuff when they're trying to defend their waters and just take what's theirs and the somali pirates and all the people in that area are just defending their waters and you're calling them pirates yeah like it's so that's the part that got me apart from the fact that i can't fucking eat anything it's just uh, where you're at it's like What is the state of humanity? Why are we doing this to ourselves? It doesn't make any type of sense because there's a few of you, like what the 1% that are what you get this perfect fish, just you lot are eating perfectly, but your lives aren't happy. You're still not happy. The money isn't doing you nothing. You still die. You still have, you know, get taken to court by your baby mothers and shit because you're cheating (laughs) and all that type of shit. You You still go bankrupt. You still have, you get the illnesses that we all get. So what is to what end are you doing this to us? To what end? Are we killing ourselves like this like I really wanted to I really want to know I think I was thinking what would it be like if there was no such thing as corrupt like if everyone was just like, okay, stop for a week, let's allow it okay, let's for a month, let's allow it let's just <laughs> be calm no <laughs> nonsense what is the world what is so bad about everyone being okay? like what the fuck is the problem? I don't get it to what end is it what what I don't get it it's, I don't, are they?
1: I was going to say, are you describing like socialism
0: or something? Because you know that's... I I don't even want to put a title on it because then I'm a communist and a socialist and a freaking whatever. But what, I don't know. But what the fuck is it? Like if everybody's, okay, like stop doing the crime, stop doing the fraud, stop being the 1% for two minutes. What does that look like? What's your problem? If I get to eat my fish fingers from one fish, what is the problem? But
1: that fish will be
0: filled with plastic. It's...
2: But yeah, it's uh, an ecosystem. the
0: ecosystem, all the knock-on effects. What happens if we just stop stop it? What is it? What's the problem? What shifts in what balance? Cuz it's to do one evil to make one good. What is the fuck is it? What will I lose out? Let me know my choices, innit?
1: it? I'm I'm starting to I I'm I'm Okay, in Rick and Morty, yeah. Oh fuck sake. No, no, no. me out, hear me out. There's a couple episodes where he talk about that either the, the planet being mined, now he creates a planet where basically the planet's purpose where he creates like little people and stuff and their purpose is to provide energy um, mm-hmm. for for his car. <laughs> <laughs> but he created a whole universe just, to, you guys would love it you should watch it. You should really I'm going
2: to watch it, I'm going to watch uh, it. Like, we'll get rid of the granddad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it because I feel no. like that's what Earth is.
1: Honestly, There's a
2: theory. It's like not to, we're going into the, the silver
1: f- the, the hat the foil it's hat not even
2: a tin foil when but you st- when you watch that documentary it's yeah. a fact.
1: That's that. not
2: a tin foil. That's literally like well, what's the other explanation? Yeah,
1: it's weird. Why
2: are folks constantly trying to kill us?
1: <laughs> what but, but not just us though,
2: everybody. Yeah.
1: They're trying to kill everyone. Like yeah. it's it's just then such a doesn't make any sense and it just That's seems like- to be driven by power and money and it's like it's just not logical man it really isn't logical and i don't know whether it is you know kind of ultimately feeds into this whole white supremacy thing i just i don't know but it That's- just seems to be it seems to be like they want the resources for every- they. They want to dupe everyone. I did. What I loved as well is that they went everywhere. So yes. it wasn't just you know, you know, Asia. It wasn't just Africa that they done the um, the UK as well. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. and made it very well balanced, actually.
0: Um, because- because definitely, because the because the UK is not institutionally racist, it's good to show the other bad things that it does do. Because it's not racist, but it definitely is a mafia country. Because <laughs> it's one,
2: it's one <laughs> end of the fish industry. It, it but also,
1: he hates his own people. If it's humanist,
2: doing it? Will, it, will it be called humanist? To, Human. to be Human. against humans. Um, yeah, it's something that um, get. Yeah.
1: Yeah, humanist but maybe the op- opposite. I think humanist means that you love humans or you're. Oh, so that's what it seems like. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I was going to say, but also Asian people though in on socials as well have come out and said that the the documentary was very anti Asian because the, even though they talked about other areas, the face of it seemed seemingly seemed like the industry sits within China and the Asians. So they've come out and said it's very anti Asian. So they in the people in the counter conversations like it's not just Asia or you're making us cause, I suppose if I was Asian or Chinese, I would feel sensitive because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So that's
2: probably why it's even more like, oh, God, shit. And another thing yeah. that makes I think, I think it's easy to say this now, isn't it? It's a bit like everything is a bit anti-Asian. Like, it's uh, uh, to me, this came from a bit of a left field. Like, all of a sudden, there's this kind of anti-Asian, like, force. And it was a bit like, like ev- everybody wants to be oppressed. The, the, the truth is, everybody is oppressed to some degree. And once we all kind of get together and actually realise something is doing it to all of us. Like it's not oh it's the, you know, oh these guys, it, something is doing it to all of us at the same time. And we're just getting it done to us in various degrees. So maybe we need to start pulling together to look at what is this incessant parasite that is plaguing our Earth? that has no respect for human beings. So that Maybe it, that's what we should be, it might focused be Jabba on. the on. Maybe it's Jabba the Hutt. I mean, I have theories. I feel like it's a bacteria. Because that's what Jabba the Hutt looks like. It's like a big slug bacteria thing. It's you like know they say a- there's more bacterias? Well, yeah, there's more bacterias than any other living thing on this planet. So really, it could be a bacteria. It could be. And they've... And- Operating together as an organi- a mass organism, yeah, to get rid of their spores are getting into us and turning us mad. That's why we kill each other. I, I honestly do think that is I think spores attacking us. I think I think racism is a spore. <laughs> Let's get the comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so Nigel. <laughs> Nigel says, anything we eat is tainted in some way or another. Enjoyed all my fish on Good Friday. And uh, Winnie says, funnily enough, after watching the documentary a few days later, there were thousands of dead dolphins washed up on the shores of Ghana somewhere. I just thought, oh, my God, this must be real. Natasha says, Sea Spiracy, watched it. I've been vegan for a while now and working towards being self-sufficient but used to eat a lot of seafood years ago. Did you see where a worker was pushed off the ship and they shot him? It made me think that you can't trust this trade or any trade as it cannot be controlled further down the line. Uh, Nicholas says, "Ah, oh, Auntie Nana, you just gave me an aha moment. Moses and all those prophets lived those big ages because they did not eat crap. We are supplied today. Auntie Sharday." Ha- Um, has it on point. The closest thing we have to clean eating is growing our own food. And Nigel says, Rick and Morty is very clever. And ZW says, love Rick and Morty. And and, uh, also says, you will like solar opposites as well. Yeah,
1: that's very funny by the same creators.
2: Not that we're sponsored by them in any sort of way. We can be though. Yeah, we need to be because I beg you, I'll wear a Rick and Morty Top,
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I the, you know, the only thing about Rick and Morty is the damn granddad. I don't know why it grosses me out. It's right because up gap all the time, and you can see the, the residue. Yes, and I like even though it's a cartoon, it's upsetting that I can see residue. And I think that's my pep, my gringe. you ignore that. Is I it's, can't because the whole like <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: I'm, like, I'm like, going to give it a go because you mention Rick like, and Morty it. every week. I really so am going to watch it. You're just going to be like, ah,
1: that's what I said.
0: <laughs> it's really good, but I just can't take the granddad, I can't, It's I don't know why it's got into me, anyway that's that, so now it's time for Aunties No Best Aunties No Best Aunties No Best Didn't oh, a good
2: one, you know, you could
0: record oh, that Wow,
1: you've done a flourish at the yeah, end
0: go it. for it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's the time where we Answer your problems, we solve your dilemmas, we help you out. But by the way, don't get it twisted, don't try come for us. It's just advice. We're offering free advice. What our thoughts are, it's just our opinion. We're not lawyers, we're not doctors, we're not psychologists, we're just aunties of life experience. So just take it with a pinch of salt. Um, I think it's me that's giving the die first. Problem. First of all, hold on a second, let me get my notes. Um, okay, so greetings aunties, greetings to you. I'm a new listener of the podcast and think it's great. So keep up the great work. We shall and thank you. My friend's son is seven years old and is a twin to a girl. The boy has had difficulty in school, concentrating and with the work and, and the work, which means that he misbehaves and has been deemed a bad child and know that story. He constantly gets compared to his sister who is good at school. So when it comes to his home life, there are constant there is constant chaos, shouting and screaming. I try to tell my friend that she should try different approaches and investigate further, as there may be something else going on with him, looking into things like ADHD, dyslexia, ADD, infection, et, cetera, et cetera. But she constantly dismisses me because I don't have children. Hmm. How do I approach the situation without it affecting our relationship? I really don't want him to just be treated like our black kids have been in the past. No name, but they need our help, guys. Auntie, who's going an to answer first? Auntie
2: Nana? Okay. Um... okay. You know, the, the honest thing is there really isn't too much that you can do um, if you're not being listened to. There really isn't too much to kind of change how this goes unless you're able to actually forge your own type of a relationship with the child and kind of be there as a um, as a support system, like a, a another teacher, like somebody that he can speak to. And maybe then you'd be able to be that soft landing for him if you're afforded that access and want to take on that role. But if the person isn't going to listen to you because they're in defensive mode, and there's probably a hell of a lot of parent guilt that's, like, within there. So it's, it's really hard to cut through that. To actually, especially if you're outside looking in and you can see that there's probably other roads to go down than shouting, your friend may be exhausted and maybe there just needs to be a little bit more care and empathy and helping your friend to um, really feel that she can confide in you as well. So I, if you really want to be providing some type of help, it's not in a judgmental way of like she could be doing better. It's more how can I h- enable her or help her? To feel confident within her own abilities and really work on how you can just be a very good friend to the family. And that isn't always providing solutions. Sometimes that is just providing respite when you can see that they, they, she's exasperated. She has nothing else to give other than to shout. Maybe that's like, you should go out and spend some time with Gertrude. Let me look after the kids what's wrong with the name Gertrude? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sometimes that's all you need to do. You need to were, do,
1: just, I <laughs> one kind one. of
2: help. Like, be a baby, like, just be, be a helpful hand to her. Because also, you do have a little bit more time. And when you're kind of pushed and you have children, you can look on your... Kind of childless friends is like they have a lot of luxury time. It's it's a, it's a really tricky space when family life isn't going well. So I'd just be like, don't take it personally, because she's probably struggling, and it really isn't about you. It's just how she's dealing with life at this moment. But for the seven year old, it's a hard one. Sometimes a change of school really does change it because they can reinvent themselves. And when you're in a in a school and it's going bad and it's like my child has this bad rep for somebody that's worked in schools I really think a next course is to remove them from that school and put them in another school and see if that helps like see if they have a more understanding SEN department or pastoral care within the school like maybe do a little bit of research for her so you make it easier and just be like, there's a really good school here that may suit his needs more. He doesn't need to go to the same school as his sister. Like, maybe help her out those ways. But more than anything, just be compassionate. Auntie Shade.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. Um, I do think, though, that sometimes it's easy. On the flip side of what you're saying, because I do agree with what you're saying, Auntie. And I think it's- very sound advice but on the flip side it's just really easy to be judgy on your friend do you know what I mean just by like looking from the outside in you might see shouting it might not even be that do you know what I mean or that's maybe what the child responds to you No, know, it's not always mm-hmm. good for everybody but some children do that's just the fact um and also as well just the fact that you know um when children are not maybe as fast as other kids or their attention isn't um, in line with other children's. And it's easy to put out these labels like dyslexia, ADHD, and the the schools tend to encourage that because they get more funding. So just um, be mindful of that as well. It might just be a phase. Um, Also as well, obviously comparing the child to the other child girls sometimes tend to be a different type than boys do you know what I mean kind of thing so it's just like trying to um try, try just taking bear in mind all of these things when you're talking to your friend other than that like I think like auntie nana's nana's saying like if you want to take on that relationship with a boy and just try and like uh, maybe help with homework or things like that Um, if you're going to do that, you just have to be consistent. It's Mm. not like you do it for one week and then you're missing. Like Mm. you have to be constant there and you have to take that responsibility because it's a massive responsibility to do that. Um, And then also as well, just say like maybe suggest a trip um, as well. I do agree with you about moving schools that does wonders as well, suggesting that, but maybe suggesting a trip if you're not, you know, um if you're from like the Caribbean or maybe Africa, whatever kind of thing, taking a trip home and like looking uh you know, maybe putting the kid in the school there um usually does wonders as well. Do you know what I mean? So there's many, many alternatives, but I'll just say just don't be judgy. It's easy to kind of like um say things should be like this from the outside. Um but yeah it's not always so easy to implement.
0: I think you guys have covered everything. I think it's all of those type of things. Um, I feel like I'm just going to be repeating. Definitely take time. And if your friend isn't in a space to hear what you're saying, just be there because it's. I mean, I I I don't like the idea of someone like feeling like you know because they don't have children they can't offer insight because you don't have to have children. You know, you could. Yeah. You don't have to have children to have knowledge of what looks right and what doesn't and you can have opinion on that if you think that the family behaviour or how your friend is approaching a certain issue because we've all grown up with that comparison issue that uh, makes you feel insecure about or um yeah it's insecure against someone else like when you're pitted against another family member who's considered seen to be doing better than you um that's that gives you anxiety and complexes as you grow up so you always feel insufficient or incapable of doing things because in the face of somebody else who's doing so much better. And sometimes the pressure on the other child or the other, well, you if we're talking about the sibling to be the perfect sibling, the one that everyone upholds mm-hmm. as a brilliant one. And then people might dismiss you as the dumb one or the not so great one. But also then sometimes that sibling that gets ignored gets the way to do more things and experience life in a different way. And the person, the child that's seen as the good one is really under pressure to perform and maintain that and sometimes they go off the rails or they mm-hmm. suffer loads of problems because the pressure on them to be perfect and children when they grow up what they want most is their adult is their parents adoration and sometimes that becomes quite addictive like oh my god my parents are so happy i'm going to perform 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 but yet inside you've got issues and stuff that's going on so i think it's about the, again, it's always down to the status of you, your friendship with your friendship. It's, it's, what is your friendship like? Is it a true friendship where you can, I would say true friendship, but is it a friendship where you can have comfortable conversations or awkward conversations and not have it destroy your relationship and make anyone feel awkward and break it up? So if your friend is maybe stressed or whatever and not really listening, set time aside, say, girl, let's go chill out. I want to talk to you about a few things and p- present your case in a way that's sensitive to your friends is and because she could just maybe need time out. Maybe she's not seeing the woods for the trees because she's in the midst of it all. So take time out and then take her away from the situation if you can have that conversation because you also shouldn't feel stifled all the time if you're in a relationship with someone that you're both growing together with because you both are supposed to be learning off each other as friends. And if you're that close to the pack where you're you're that close enough to see that you can see things within the kid and the, the children's dynamics, then I don't think you should feel like your opinion isn't warranted. And if that be the case, then also you have to look at your friendship and feel like, well, is this friendship serving me where well, I don't feel like what comfortable voice in this space? But bearing in mind all the things Auntie Anna and Auntie Sade said, be mindful of the situation. Don't come in with too much judgment because you just don't know. Because no matter how close you are to someone, you're not actually in that day-to-day situation. You're not there twenty four seven. So I think there's a few things and um yeah, yeah. good luck with it, man. Go on, I Auntie Sade.
1: Just add that also as well I think you can also encourage the viewpoint that school is not the be all and end all too yeah. because people seem to forget that like like you don't you don't necessarily need to be good in school to have any sort of success in life it's it's not it's not it's not the be all and end all
2: it's it's a new institution like the school system that we have all passed through is is not that old it's like two generations at that. It's really, and it's not for everybody. And that isn't how we've always had a schooling system. People have like worked within their family structures. They've had apprentices. They've learned a trade. It's not for everybody to sit in a class um, and have a break and be in a, within the a confines of a building for six hours away from their parents. It's it, not every human settles well into this system so it is like it isn't it's not for everybody and that isn't to suggest that he's going to go past school age get 18 and not just blossom into who he was supposed to be he absolutely could do and you could just be adding trauma by having to force this person into this way of being in their childhood when it's just everything in him is saying this isn't for you this isn't for you I think that's there's so many kids that get labelled with that ADHD, or they have all of these different de- deficits, or they're on the spectrum, and all it is is the schooling system is not for them, and everything in them is saying you're not supposed to be here. So they're just rebelling, and then they get medicated, and it's like, it's not not everybody needs to fit into this square. Some are star shaped. Uh, exactly.
0: Um. Get. Uh. There's a comment.
2: Uh, Ronald says, "I don't have a solution. I feel sorry for the boy. It seems as if his life is hell at home and hell at school. Sometimes disastrous may happen. Something disastrous may happen if nothing changes, and he'll be labelled as the culprit." Yeah, and I think it works. Well, you
0: anyway, know, it's just back to having that conversation with your friends and stuff. Um, Auntie Shadé, do you have a problem that we need to solve? I do indeed
1: um okay so mine reads hi aunties great show I'm 35 and I've been with my partner for three years we both have stable careers and live together but now I want the ring and kids Um, I'm ready um I'm all out I'm all out of hints of how to tell him I'm really ready to make this next step um if he's not ready where does that leave me these
2: help. Well, go on, Auntie Nana. I, I really hate these ones. <laughs> I hate these ones. I know so many people are in this, this space, especially when you're in your late 30s and it gets to that point where you're like, oh, it's been like two and a half years. And all I can say is from... My humble views and people I've had around me for anybody that's gone rushing into, I need, uh, I want a ring and it needs to be now because I want to be married and have kids, they are generally heading to divorce now. And it's just like, <laughs> To me, it's just not how it works. Like, you can't force somebody. It's not how it goes. And I, I get you're getting older and you feel that the biological clock and, and everybody else around you is getting married and da da da, da. but it, it's not how it goes. And you, it has to happen organically. And maybe it really is just a conversation and you don't wait and you just say, this stage of my life, this is what I want. And if he also doesn't want that as well, I really do think, like there, there's so many people. So they say out there in the world, like find somebody else.
0: Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm all out of hints. Hints is so annoying. I would hate to hint. I would hate to be in a situation where I'm dropping hints and they're not pick, being picked up. That would send me crazy. Um, and I mean, I mean, okay, actually. The nature of the relationship, again, it's about what your relationship is because your man could be just a typical guy and it's not that he doesn't want to get married, but he's also comfortable not being married. And he's like, if you want to do it, I'll do it. And it doesn't necessarily mean doom and gloom for the relationship. Like maybe he's just needs that nudge, but I just, me personally wouldn't want to be in a state where I'm hinting to get a ring. I just want it to be a natural thing. Like, yeah, baby, I'm ready. Let's go. If it gets, if you are at the point where, because also women, sometimes we have this checklist that has to be ticked off. So now it's three years, we've both got stable careers. So tick, 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 now I've got to get the ring. And we let the pressures of other people get involved in our heads. And we feel like you maybe we've got friends around you getting engaged and married and all that type of stuff. You start to feel like you're playing catch up. So you wanna not feel embarrassed or maybe you feel embarrassed that it hasn't happened and stuff like that. So it is, I feel like if you really wanna do it, have that conversation, just say to them, bro, mate, I wanna get married, what's going on? The hinting thing, I find hints annoying. Speech. I just I don't hint like I find that really especially for something that you want in that way I don't know like I, I think it's different from a birthday I think birthday is like yeah I really like that trainer you know I don't <laughs> that's just a bit silly but when it's something that's kind of life changing and it's got that bigger significance I think it's that's where you be outright I I don't know I feel like too much at state to be dropping hints about something that you want for your future like that I don't know maybe I'm being a bit hypocritical. I've seen Shadow.
1: um, what do I think? I think, yeah, kind of the same, like just ask like i I mean personally, I wouldn't <laughs> if um, I would just say personally for me personally, <laughs> like if a, if I've been with someone for three years and I wanted to get married and they're skirting around the issue, and then i am thinking they don't want to marry me in it, you know what I mean, like there's no way. I will be living with someone for that amount of time and we're not, that's ridiculous to me. Um, but each to their own. Um, so I just think like, you know, if you're bold, just ask, like, if you want, if you want to be married, then it shouldn't matter to you who asks. Do you know what I mean? So just maybe just ask him um, if that's not what you want, just leave. <laughs> I'm saying just like it's, so good. <laughs> but you can leave also, Um but the reason why I say have a conversation as well or just ask is because he might be saving for a ring. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? You don't know if he's got plans, a surprise, all that kind of stuff. So it's good to have a conversation to see you see where it is. But if you've been living together for three years, like you should have an idea of what's going on. Um, I think the bi- biological clock thing is very real. So I get it. Um so that's why I'm just saying that. Like, stop being precious about it. Get Take take out the romance and make it happen if that's what you want to happen. Um, and then if you, if for a hint, yeah, if you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want a hint, if you want a hint, just move out. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll come calling back. like, yes. you want, baby, I want oh to get married. You go. Get yourself a ring.
0: Thank- that's more than a hint. That's a statement. Like, listen, <laughs> but, that's a um, statement. He, he'll move quickly. <laughs> he might be like, I mm-hmm. imagine, imagine like last week, was it last week we said that the guy just did the last minute um, birthday thing. He didn't even notice and he
2: just carried on as normal. <laughs> then you're just out. There. <laughs> and just thought you you're gone writing. away.
1: You had All right, let's get the
2: comments. <laughs> Okay. Um, Sonia says, surely they would have had some sort of conversation about where they want their relationship to go since they have been together. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many people don't have those fundamentals, like, what what do we want? Like, they're just kind of bumbling along. And I do think a lot of women then start getting into the space of this is what I want, but they're not actually talking about it. And it can't all be, this is what I want though. Because if you want to get married to somebody, it's a marriage and that's a union of two people. He also has to have his wants met as well. And you have to want to be in that space together. So sometimes that other person doesn't want to be in the same type of union that you want. And so they're not the right person. So then you've got to leave. But if you're tying everything up in I've been with this one for three years. So it's like, you know, I've it's going to be like I wasted three years of my life. That isn't the, that's not a fertile ground for a very good marriage anyway, because they were just, you may as well just go and just have a child. Like it would be the same type of thing. There are lots of people in marriages who have children and they're basically two single people. Like it's one person that is bringing up the child because they're not in union with each other. So there's there's no point. You don't have to just because time has passed, force your way into a, a marriage, really. And lots of people don't have the the right types of conversations. It's a big deal. Have we, have we done the comments? Yep. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, well, that's that then.
0: Moving on. <laughs> Sorry for the
1: culture.
0: Are you
2: singing with me? Go on then. Oh, you're muted. This is, no, I, the, I think Nisi's muted
0: me. This is why I need Auntie Farah because she has my back sometimes. Just sing and I'll join in. Okay, for the culture, for the culture. You're all right. <laughs> Actual, I saw you sitting there. But remember, we're the nana nanas. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm
2: gonna go. I'll harmonize, One, I'll harmonize. Two. Free for the culture
0: that's why that is why (laughs) (laughs) so for the culture is where we discuss a hot topic that's being discussed on social media black social media by the way black twitter black insta black social culture world and news has had impact on us (laughs) so it's a bit of a long intro but bear with me so nick cannon is expecting twins with a new woman after just having a daughter in December with another woman. And that's on the back of leaving his long-term woman for the woman who had his daughter, and then the new woman. And then we have Davido, um Nigerian Afrobeats superstar artist, whose Mrs Chioma apparently kept his son from him because of his cheating ways. And then in the passing of DMX, I was reliving and re-watching some of his interviews, and um, I watched this one on The Breakfast Club, where he was talking about the fact that his ex-wife, his wife, ex-wife, I don't know what, what situation they were in when he's talking about this situation, and his eight other children's mothers should not badmouth him or prevent him from seeing his kids regardless of his behaviour. It's way too much. So basically it's bad behaviour and community dicking about. So I just want your lady's thoughts, want the auntie's thoughts on why Nick's dick gets a pass and everyone's always talking about future and his multiple kids and baby mother situation. Um, and also, if mothers of, and I wondered if mothers of children should be cut a bit more slack because when when their kid sorry when their children's dads cry that just because they cheated or treated the children's mothers bad they the children's mothers should be on some Jesus Kumbaya forgive all sins tip and let them see their kids regardless
2: of their behavior so what say you okay so like um, Nick Cannon that one I probably heard about um, I think it was a couple of months ago but it was really hush hush like it was like there was no there was no real storm around the fact that he basically is going to have three children like within months. And there was this one woman that everybody thought was his girlfriend. And then she released a statement that, no, I'm not his girlfriend anymore because he's having children with other women. Then there was the one that had the child who came back to the one that's pregnant with the twins and was like, he's ours. Like he's not, we're, we're, we're in this all together. We're sharing him. And it just felt like, well, Nick really gets a pass compared to future. Like there's no, there's no kind of like jokes about Nick Cannon who has the, a harem of women. And I just, yeah, it, it was, it was a weird one. Like how does this all work? And for the children as well, being raised in this environment, how do you even parent effectively with so many different households going on in different places? I, I just found that weird. And I do think it's fair for the mothers of the children within this, depending on the setup that's created, if it's toxic to be like, I don't want, I don't want to be a part of it. And I don't want to have my child involved in this environment for Chioma. I guess she was his fiance for a time. And then he seemed to just kind of bounce and then was seen online with Davido was seen online with somebody else. So she may have, really have just been like i don't even know where his head is at like you know you don't know what the the what the medium space is like maybe actually his environment is so toxic i don't want my child in it because his head is elsewhere so the the mother could be protecting their child from the waywardness of the father's world which doesn't ever really become and I've been guilty of this, just like, you know, a mother should allow the dad to see the child, but you don't know. Actually, it could be so, it could be worse for the child to be in the dad's life because he is a toxic person. Just because he has money doesn't mean that it's, you know, he's he's okay. He could be vile.
0: Auntie
1: Chaudhry. Yeah. Um, it? I didn't, I didn't really know that he didn't he didn't get any backlash for what he's doing. And it's a bit its a bit mad what he's doing, to be honest. Um, but I don't really follow him like that, I guess. I, the, I, the only reason I can think that people might not give him as a harder time is because he is he, seen as kind of like a pillar of the community in the sense that he can give people jobs, he can start their careers. Do you know what I mean? He probably has a bit of clout probably a bit of power when it comes about stories about him because of the nature of what he does. So maybe that's why, maybe it's by design. Also as well, obviously he's he's linked to Mariah, um, Kerry as well. So I think there's probably, he, if he doesn't have a machine, there's probably access to a machine that that helps, you know, dull those those, those stories, do you know what I mean? Um but yeah, I mean, I I don't think yeah, I, I agree with what Antonella's saying, like at the end of the day, I'm probably a little bit more extreme though. Because I, I think if you're disrespectful, why would I have you around my child? If you can't respect me, what like do you know what I mean? Like you need to be an an example a man should be like so if you're disrespectful for me what impression is that given to our child nope it's enough from me do you know what i mean it starts there and i do think that there's this narrative that apparently that the mothers are not in their right minds but making that decision that's nonsense absolute nonsense um I just don't agree with it at all I know there are some women that you know take the piss and do manipulative mind games with the children they're a minority I think um so let's not get ex- excited on that one um but yeah I just think, like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Like, sometimes you know what? I, mean? I want to say something. It's a little more controversial, probably. Yeah? Nick, to me, he looks a bit ill. And especially when there's that hat and thing, I just always think, like, are you ill? Like, is something going on? I haven't really looked into it. So I don't know if he is. So, so if I'm being disrespectful. But if he is, I was thinking that like, maybe he's just trying to spread his seed as much as possible. So, you know. So he has like legacy. Also, the other thing is like polygamous families are nothing new. Do you know what I mean? Like my granddad was had fourteen wives. Do you know what I mean? So you know that's my granddad. So you know <laughs> like, it's just is <laughs> nothing new. It happens all the time. So I don't I don't I don't think it's anything crazy. Um, yeah, it's my fault
0: not crazy if everyone understands what it is that there's the situation they're getting into and rarely especially in these celebrity situations um is it clear-cut that yeah I want to have mods I mean I suppose okay we can say that if you're going to sign up to go out with a celebrity and someone especially of the levels of Nick Cannon in the future and especially future for example he has a pattern I think after baby five Maybe even five is a lot to go for three, four, and the succession of kids that he's had. He's got a pattern in it. So if you join that uh, my ba- uh, baby mother train, then uh, I don't want to say more for you, but a little bit more for you because you really have to look at it. But I know sometimes you go into it thinking this is going to be the one. We're going to be the one. The chemistry. You can't see the woods for the chemistry and all that type of stuff. And maybe as a woman, you think that you're going to be the one to change him, and it's real in that moment. But then, I
1: just you know, throwing a question like, what if they just want to be, like, they know and they're just exactly. going to get set up. It's like what um 50 Cent said, have
0: a baby by me being mid there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's the thing. There's so many scenarios that we can look at it from. Um, So there's, and that's fair. But if you don't know the situation when it comes to being part of a harem, that's where it gets sticky. But I think, I mean, definitely in... Uh, trying to be as abstract as possible in conversations with women who are single mothers and have had to raise kids in dire situations or stressful situations and have had felt pressure to take the high road so they're not judged because people do tend to judge a bitter uh, mother's child. Um, it's a lot of pressure and headaches of always seeing writers when sometimes you just want to go to the streets and put up flyers and cuss backwards (laughs) and say all the things because you're under, because, and it's some weird kind of blind loyalty that especially black women have to black men, which that's another thing we always talk about, that they don't want to put them on blast in some situations. And if they do, then they're really down, like downed upon and cussed out. So people, there are women out there that make those decisions like, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to say nothing. I'll let the child see the father for what the father is. In when they're old enough to deal with it, but then along that journey, the child is also getting damaged, having a crazy relationship with a person that's not applying full parental responsibility to the child Mm. that they created, and especially if they've got 14, 15, 9, 10 to deal with. Like, you know, and in watching DMX's interview, this was, and I, I, this is not to talk ill of the dead, and this is not to talk about him in any disparaging way, but man, would that in particular interview, he was high. Like, yeah. visibly high. And the, I think he was talking about his wife, um, I can't remember her name, Shawana, or, I can't remember, Tamira or something like that, or Shamera. That woman there who's been with him, and I don't know if she's had problems with addiction either, but to stick with someone like that on and off for how many years, they've been, to, I think, the woman he's talking about, they've been together, they've noticed each other from the age of 11, and then have wow. had this long. and I, I can't remember how many of his kids she's got, but he's also got nine ba- children's mothers. No matter, because he was saying, you know, don't just, be horrible don't talk about me don't but I, I, in my mind i'm seeing dmx i'm trying not to be like
2: <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: that is how he moves just do me yes i can't do that but um the way he was saying like don't talk about me in front of my kids don't talk bad about me don't stop me from feeling but this is case study dmx all your problems and it's it's you there is an element of like Anyway, I, may, I can't speak on that because that's a lot but to like, do with. That's, that's emotional. Awkward.
1: What you're describing, if we take it away from him, but that is like emotional blackmail. That's what. That that's is. what I'm saying. You know yeah. I mean? if, you're, yeah. If, you're, if you're if you're acting in a way, you're asking, you're, you're essentially gaslighting me, and to say that you're not either you're not acting in that way, or that I can't tell the truth, my truth of that situation, and I, I'm entitled to tell that truth if it affects me. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's I, I think it's, it's very toxic. For For men to do that in those situations it 's just a very very toxic trait, and I wish there was more women that just didn 't give a shit about what other people thought, like honestly like, if you don 't care, then this can 't affect you do you know what i mean you 're just have a happier yeah. life
0: yeah but I, th- I think yes you're right and it's a yeah. uh, it's a lot of pressure, but I was going to say, and I think that 's where the, you know like I think I feel like the tide has changed a bit when it comes to because we 're there's a new narrative in our, in our in our community who I know, who we're talking about, where now people are trying to now talk about more about the mothers and mothers parenting skills and how we're not perfect. And it's very difficult to talk out against the mother. So to, to reset the conversation. So it's not about the absent father, because as black men are trying to rebrand themselves as not being absent and being present, which is fair dues on them it's now shifting to focus on the mothers who aren't great. So we have a thing like, you know, bitter angry mothers who are turning their sons into simps and pussy and all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. But yet there's no actual, and then like women are like, oh, she's just bitter because I cheated on her. Or they're just, she's just bitter because I'm not with her anymore. But it's really undermining what that woman went through in that moment. And I'm not saying, cause I don't, we have to always add caveat. We, I know there's gold diggers and I know there's women that are just out there banging just to get the child, I know all of that, but the percentage usually, and from what I think so, anecdotally, is that usually you're in a relationship with a guy, you get pregnant, or you're in a situation with a guy, you get pregnant, and then he starts showing his ass at some point, right? And then the relationship goes goes left, and you're left holding the baby, and you're expected to have all your wits about you after having a child, caring for a child, going to work, doing all the things, dealing with heartbreak, no matter what the situation is, whether you're a dumb in the situation or not. You love the guy, you fell for the guy, he's off doing what he wants to do. And then he's like, let me see my child. And you're supposed to be like, okay, love, okay. All the time, all the time. And then if you don't, then it's like, and if you're a woman that's thinking, you're like, okay, I've got to think about what, what does it do to my child if i don't cuz my child could turn around at 16 17 and say mum you stop me from seeing my dad i hate yeah. you bitch and off to all that type of stuff or you let the child go through it and then you have to deal with the repercussions of the child sitting there waiting for dad or being in a situation cuz the dad's out there with his whatever's doing and the dad's child seeing too much or undermining <laughs> the biggest one is like undermining the work you do at home because he doesn't see <laughs> the rules as your like your rules as necessary but as the mother my rules make sense but with the dad, you can't just have the kid out there doing all sorts of nonsense. We have rules. There's bedtime. You know what I mean? Go eat. We don't eat. We don't <laughs> eat. <We laughs> eat fish. We eat greens. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> all those type of things. I just think. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I go. And, no, I was
1: just saying. Like, I feel like that. That that part of this, the the way this is upheld, is that this um, this falsification of that the nuclear family is the is the ideal. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like, by, by doing that and, and like, society just reinforces this on a daily basis. Like, it's so hard to get away with that. And it's not, so hard to change that as your norm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like, that's what everyone, that's what people in those situations, they make those decisions. Women make those decisions because, oh yeah, we better for the child if, 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 if they speak to the dad. Even if the dad is being toxic, because this nuclear family is the ideal. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like men can throw their weight around and say, "Yeah, you have to make me see my child because the nuclear family is the ideal; it's better for the child." And like if we, if we throw that away to a certain extent—not in all cases—but not to say that it's ideal. It's just one type. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not—it's not necessarily the best way, especially if you. Uh, whichever parent you are, if you're the sole carer, you're getting hurt in the process. That's that can never be good. It can never be a good situation if you're being hurt by someone else being toxic in your life. That can't be good for your child ever. Do you know what I mean? I, I just I, think... I
2: think I disagree. Ooh. I disagree um, because I really think genetically there's something that a child needs from both parents and i don't think you can you can go around it without real just cause for that separation so there is a, there is a level of kind of you put yourself on a back burner especially if you are heartbroken if the person is if there's a rejection of you and they've decided I no longer want to be with you as a mother and I'm with this other person I think just you you have to however you get around it if, even if you if you bring yeah. in a a proxy but I don't yeah, think well, you can, can I don't, I, think I, think can, I, I don't think you
1: can. No, really, I, mean, like, I don't think you can really
2: like hold your feelings. You can't. You can't put your feelings that like, I'm feeling heartbroken. That's not what aside, I'm saying. The, the, the connection that my child needs. even I would go with so far as to say, even if we're not getting on, if we cannot be in the same room together and talk effectively, I think both parents have to put that aside because the child genetically needs to have a relationship with both parents. No one parent is more important to that child's development than the other. It's not just the mother. You There's there's more that you'll get in later years from your dad. It's, it's, there has to be a give and take, and I don't think it's okay that the mother's sanity or her feelings are put before that child's relationship with their father because something between them has happened that's toxic there's always more often than not somebody else that can step in as the proxy so that you two don't have to see each other if that's a grandparent if that's a friend there's a there's an intermediate person that may have to be involved that does that swap over but i think it i think it's more damaging when the child doesn't see their dad or their mother because one parent has decided my way of parenting is, is, is the way that it's going to be. I haven't, I, I have quite a few cousins who have had that happen to them. They all happen to be men. And to me, they're good men, but it didn't work with their partners and their partners were hurt and decided to put a kibosh on a relationship that one of them had had with his child for 11 years. That's so damaging. But I can also understand from her point of view, she's really hurt because it's like 20 years I've been with this person and then he's just gone. But you have to put your your feelings to the side because your child's development at this point means more than your feelings about the other person. I don't
1: think, talk- I'm, I'm not saying that if if the person is being like they have a decent relationship with the person they don't have to be together they don't have to um they can work through their heartbreak in many other ways do you know what i mean but what i'm saying and i think what what um what i'm understanding from the points that were put to this is that if someone has toxic behavior like and just just by default because you're the dad that you have immediate access to the child and i just don't think that i think as a mother you should protect your child no matter what and then sometimes that means against even and let me say let me rephrase as a parent if you're a single parent you should protect your child from any threat and that might be the other parent do you know me at the end of the day you shouldn't have to sacrifice um because the thing is, it's, da- it's also damaging, right? Because what does a child learn? That you are not going to um, protect yourself in order um, for this relationship to happen. It's, it's really it's just like a weird scenario that that's okay. Whether it's a man or a woman, that's the primary parent. I just think it's just crazy to be honest and also as well like you know everyone has examples right i have so many examples of of people children who have grown up without other parents i just don't i just don't think it's always necessary especially just by demand that you should just have access no just not at all you need to act in a certain way that is going to be uh, acceptable for the to have a healthy relationship it's just i just know i just think children learn from that too and a lot of toxic behavior is because a lot of unfortunately women are pressured by society to allow these men back into their life to have access to their children and then they just grow children that will repeat the same cycle over and over and over and over again and it needs to stop
0: can't hear any of you you're both, mute. both um, you. yeah um I I, I I am in the middle of both of you i I hear both sides so so clearly and um, the thing for me um, I think it's for me it's also about the fact that again even from your perspective Nana and from it, it, it's like all the responsibilities play I think that's where my little bit is because I think both of you make absolute sense. But what I think it's upsetting is that in that bit is that it's all on the woman to make, the mother to make, in this scenario, it's the mother that has to have all her wits about her and make all these grown-up, mature situations because otherwise she gets blamed and she's like, well, you've damaged the child. You're the one who's blocking the father and you're this. And and all the decisions, because again, yes, mothers have that legal right. unless, Unless you are a father that has responsibility, it's usually the mother has all this responsibility and she's got to be so saintly, and just allow anything just because if, if we look
2: at basically on what you're saying, Anna, regardless. Mm, of no, that's not, I'm not saying to allow anything. I think that just having the title as mother to me comes with, with a great privilege and great responsibility because you brought forth that life. Can so I? Can my I, decision should be the final one. So because I have that privilege, I then have I, to be considered.
0: But then, can I jump in and then say, then, one, we're trying, if we're talking about rebranding and having the power of man, re, the father, be reasserted into the family dynamic. Then that should be a privilege. And they should be looking at what they're doing. Because I think Definitely. that conversation removes responsibility from dads again. Because, and it is the thing, unfortunately, the, the balance, the scales are tipped. It's the men that get away with doing so much dirt to the woman. And whatever dirt is, you know, quantifiable, it could be he cheated once, could be he beat, could be that he cheated multiple times, could it just he disrespect all these different things. Whatever the woman has taken on and it's hurt her, she has to swallow that and raise her child normally and not be a bit mother and let the man have access within, with, without accountability. And that's the part I think that is a struggle. And I think that's the part that doesn't get dealt with and gets brushed aside. And when wim- m- mothers get cast off as bitter, angry baby mothers and, you yeah, know, let me see my child just because I cheated on her. But actually, what are you doing in your privilege as being a father? Just because, and it is back to that thing, you lot can fuck <laughs> and you don't carry a child. And because we ch- carry a child and give birth, it's that thing where all that responsibility, so then now all the responsibilities on us. And our word is final, but yet we're arguing to not have our word be final. We want to share that. Because I... I don't know.
2: That that was precisely exactly what I was going to say. I was like, but can you see the contradiction in that? If my word is final, how does the other person then jump through the hoops? Because what is it? What does accountability look like to you? To me, accountability is stepping up into your parents to be a proper parent. So I may be hurt, but. The accountability is you have to be a proper parent, so you have well, to parent. I can't. The, from parent. I
1: mean, you're getting, you're, the problem is that is not happening, and in these scenarios that you're talking about is that they're not being they're not really being a proper parent. If they're being disrespectful to the mother, that is part of being a proper parent. That you are able to respect the person that you have a child with. Like I just don't. Ba- it's is so basic, but for some yeah. reason in this society it seems to be okay that you can disrespect the person that you get the child with. Can't we just can't we just have a basic mutual respect? Like with the and, and that in itself, if you can't even have that, that's damaging. That's damaging to the child. That my 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 one parent cannot even give the other parent basic respect. That's damaging, man. go
2: on No go on Okay I was saying what what's the basic levels of respect because for me disrespecting is being verbally abusive when we are in each other's company like when we're together you are being verbally abusive to me that's when I'm hearing you say disrespecting the mother that's how I would take it like you were being disrespectful to my position in my child's life, not I wouldn't really qualify but in a relationship and you cheated on me, so you've left my house as being a constant flow of being disrespectful to me. I think it's something that I could get over, and you need to parent your child, but me and you are not going to be together that to me is like those are just foundational. That you have when we're talking to each other, we're polite and we're civil and we're decent. And you, I won't cuss you, you don't cuss me. But if I'm hurt over something that happened in our relationship, I don't think that's grounds for a parent not that's, to be able no, to parent. I'm that's
1: not what that's it. What that's what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm
2: saying. So, what's the difference? I'm asking you, what's the difference? I'm saying
1: that what actually, from what I understand, is just that that if if you're you're with someone you're not with them anymore, you have a child and the purse and the, the male that we're saying in this in this scenario says you have to let them see the child no matter what. Do you know what I mean? So that means if they e- even if they're being disrespectful to you that they have access to the child. I'm saying I don't agree with that. Fundamentally I don't agree with that. I think that you should have at least a basic level of respect. So that's me respecting the um, as in obviously not shouting like what you're saying kind of thing, respecting time, respect just respecting the whole setup that you've agreed to how you agree to co parent, it respecting all of that.
0: You guys, I can't hear any of you. Oh, yeah, sorry. And for me, I think it's um it's, it's just more nuanced than that because it's not just like I'm butthurt so you can't see your kid. It's not as basic as that. But I think there's an element where if you're the... It, for me, it's all about responsibility and accountability. Let's not just put it all on the women that their words final blah 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 but if you feel like as a man you can get away with not because it's also not paying the right amount yeah. not supporting the yeah. mother not to pay for the child you just want to because then you'll tell the top story she won't let me see my kid but are you giving them money the school money are you buying the school clothes or are you doing the stuff are you doing the stuff that you said you're supposed to do as a man you're not but yet then you're out there walking talking now she won't let me see my kids so i just think it's them levels there What are you doing as a father? I really think that needs to be some. There needs to be more honesty from the absent fathers or the fathers that are struggling. What are you doing as a father of these children? Really, are you really holding up being really being a good dad? And then then you can. And the other side of the and the woman, I don't
2: know. Let's get the comments because we could go back and forth. (laughs) No, I, I I I agree with that, but sometimes it's good because these conversations don't get fleshed out between no, they them. Don't. It gets very one-sided, like men are dogs or women all co that this is okay. And it's like, actually, there's lots of great areas to kind of explore as to what's, what's the standards that are decent. What should be the kind of bare minimum of, oh, okay, no, that's bang out of order because I think lots of people also don't know what that is and accept less... Because they don't know what the standards are. It's actually a, a good conversation to have. And what's considered disrespectful? Because that, that differs.
0: I was going to say also, there's a thing where you, I think you said it's easy to have intermediaries. It's not always because sometimes, especially when you're up against an army of a family, especially depending on what your family dynamic is and everyone's back in the child's father or even for you as the mother, everyone's back in the mother and having yeah. someone to come in neutral it's not easy to say that 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 person's immediately readily readily there. It's not. It's not always easy. Sometimes I, think, I, I
2: get it. I, I, don't, I, I don't think
0: that. lots of people explore it though. I but I don't think. But I think, think you have
1: that person. To be honest, I think that person. I
2: I, I, yeah. I agree. I I agree with you. But I bring it up um, very intentionally that actually within friendship circles, this should be something that's there. But it could yeah. literally just be as being in Ashanti. that was very much within the home setting when things go wrong, there's a family meeting and it's not anybody that can hold the meeting because the person's character has to be brought into account. Like, is this a person of gossip? Are they foolish? Have they done shitty things themselves? So within your friendship circles, it's actually very poignant to find that person that can be neutral that is of sound mind, that has wisdom, that you could seek for counsel, that isn't everybody. And most definitely, I do think it's character building and more people should think, do I have these attributes and could I place myself in these positions within my friend circles to be of help to them? Because you don't want broken you don't want these environments like these kids play with your kids like you don't want it going on like you don't want broken humans so sometimes it's for all of us to have a responsibility as the village to be like how can i help i think I've, and to be honest have,
0: i know there's times when i had to seek someone to be an intermediary but it wasn't easy because of the factions i mentioned about families and bias and not wanting to come across a certain way and having to swallow a lot. And so I do come up from this from a little bit personal, but again, I don't, you know, not exposing my whole business in the street, but it's very, very difficult. And especially when society puts a lot of judgment on the mother and you've got to keep, you feel like you've got to keep your silence just for the sake of the child. But then also I, I have friends who have watched their child flip flop with emotions, because the dad is not playing their part, but yet everyone's backing the dad. And because he's popular in in, in the community, popular with his family, that no one has a voice. The mother doesn't have a voice. And even if the friends come in and step in bits by bit, it doesn't work because everyone's like, well, yeah, look who he is. And da, 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 da. it's very, very, it is very difficult. And I'm not saying we don't explore it, but there has to be also understanding that a lot of pressure is put on b- mothers in these situations, to be the most righteous one and be have all their wits about them all the time, every day, yeah. and their uh, man uh, gets away with just being anyhow and saying, oh, sure, let me see my kids,
2: without actually, what are you doing for them kids? Let's please- for men to, to step in as well. I think it's for men the police their brethrens, right. because you know who your friend is as well, and it is to be like, they can't just chat shit, that you hold them that accountable, like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, what do you say, Sade? Shade? Yeah,
1: they're just the same, but I'm joking.
2: Sometimes out. there's a good friend in there. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's a good man for us, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they're out there. I was supposed to actually make that T-shirt. <laughs> Let's get um, a comment. Okay, all right. There's quite a few... Uh, comments that have come in oh and auntie Farah's here okay sorry i'm trying to scroll to see all right so i'll go from red border um says at what point do women look at these men and say now nah, i don't want to be added to the lift of baby mothers and auntie Farah agrees with auntie nana separate the relationship from co-parenting and uh, Nicholas says uh That is why they say it takes a village to raise a child, but an unhealthy environment is very toxic. Parents and our society at large need to protect children. And uh, Natasha says, I understand where both of you come from. I'm in the exact position, but by law was allowed to leave the country as my ex-husband told the court he would not pay child benefit. However, my son still sees his dad every other month. Um, before this COVID. Alternative months, I take him over or his dad would see him. Although I was told as he's not, sorry, as he's not paying anything, if I can't afford to travel, I don't have to. But although it can be expensive to travel, I don't want to appear like the bad parents. So I will travel. Although I have been told by him, I'm using my child as a pawn. He makes out everyone he pays but he makes out to everyone. He pays for everything. He's a Christian and his family and none of them speak to me. So I, I feel for you, sis, seriously.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Monica says, well, this is a good topic and a very familiar one, too. Um, and uh, ZW says, I'm glad Auntie Sharde said respecting my time. And Monica says, I agree with Antioquia. I can be very, it can be a very difficult situation. And Ronald says, this was great. From Nick Cannon to parenting, respect, responsibility, to family pressure, three strong points of view. <laughs> Thank you, Ronald. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one that we
0: probably will explore in maybe one of our late sessions that we'll return soon um, and explore it more because there's a lot. There's a lot, and it's a very emotional, deep topic. But on the surface, it's accountability and give mothers a break. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you
0: know what I mean. Give women a break. Um, okay, I've reloaded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to move to what made you sad, mad, and glad this week. Auntie Shade. Uh,
1: okay, right. So my sad is, um, I think it's Dante, right? Yeah. Um, he was shot and killed by police um, for a traffic violation. It's turned out that the, they're trying to say that the police officer that shot him allegedly done it accidentally as she went for her gun instead of her taser. Um, so we'll see what happens with that but it's just made my heart heavy this week so far I'm um, mad a bit more light, just that this it's a thick weather at the moment you know what I mean? it needs to pick a bloody side what are you, are you cold are you hot, like this mix mix up, like I can't the other day I swear in the morning it was like snowing and then in the evening it was like hot like 16 degrees or some shit ridiculous and all. What's going on? Don't know how to dress, all that stuff. And then I'm glad because I had a wonderful birthday, and I got my nails done. So, in case you don't want to see them again,
2: yay! <laughs> Auntie Nana. <laughs> okay, so I didn't hear you. Um, okay, so um, I would say my sad has yeah it's just ongoing kind of watching various people really grieving for DMX like that's so many videos I've just been sitting there and like bawling like he was one of my friends um and then my mad has definitely been the state of America it just it's just so triggering it feels like it's it comes at a specific time of the year. It's like, I can feel it when the weather's going to change, you know, some shit's going to kind of kick off to create a riot. Like you're, you're feeling it build up. And yeah, that was, that was maddening. And then my glad, I'm glad that Auntie Sade can no longer say that she is like the baby because we're all in our 40s now. So she's joined us. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm baby, okay? <laughs> you're like, no, you're not really the baby anymore. Once oh, you hit the 40s, curve, my, you're not I, really the baby. I'm,
1: the only, I'm, I'm still the young baby. <laughs> so tired. But
2: no, I, I'm glad that you had a nice birthday as well. That's Thank really you. nice. And I'm waiting... For us to do our auntie celebrations and dress up like rich aunties and go out yes. there and do and do some moves. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, we'll do it soon. We'll do it soon.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I am sad, and it's sla- slightly actually sad and mad about this. Um, I'm there's a woman. Uh, sorry. Lost my train of thought. I'm sad and mad about Evan Nathan Smith, who's 21 of Wolverhampton. I'm reading this as an article from the Independent, but I saw it a few last week, and I was meant to be my mad and sad last week. Basically, he died in a North London, North Middlesex hospital um, on um, 25th of April after developing sepsis following a procedure to remove a gallbladder stent the week previous, and the sepsis triggered um, a sickle cell crisis because he had sickle cell. But the maddening thing is that because people they still don't know enough about sickle cell. Um, because it affects mostly Africans and Caribbeans. They haven't done enough research on how to treat it. He was saying he need, like he was, he was saying he's in pain and they need oxygen, he needed oxygen and all that type of stuff. And he was told he didn't need it because the nurse decided, well, you don't need what you need. And um was told that his blood saturation was high enough. And so he calls the ambulance service from his hospital bed to get to hopefully get more response, a quicker response. But in the process, he, he passed away because they didn't give him enough oxygen. And they're saying now the inquest is saying that had he had been had he received um, oxygen in the right time in due course, he might he might be here today. And it's super sensitive. I'm a sickle cell trait, my sister passed from sickle cell um sickle cell um problems, and it's something that it's just so one of those glaring things about this country not being institutional, institutionally racist that f- pisses me off. This is why you know people's reaction to the us and our report when we were reporting on the report. This is what made me fucking mad because it's shit like this. The fact that they haven't got enough information as long as we've been here about sickle cell, it it's 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 a problem. So um sad and mad about um Evan Nathan Smith, but also mad about the Duante shooting. And another mad it's just Adobe. Apparently I saw this quickly, saw this Twitter thread where this woman tried to cancel her Adobe's uh, monthly subscription and was charged like the full year account. And it, apparently in the blueprint, in the small print, sorry. You, it's an account, and I didn't know because I subscribed to Adobe. I, I buy monthly, I didn't know when I cancelled, I'd be given a bill. So I need to investigate. I literally just saw it not long before we came on. So I'm mad about that because I'm already mad that I have to pay monthly to all these things that used to be able to buy outright and upgrade at will. Now, everything like Adobe and every single package in Adobe is a, um, an update and a subscription package, which is very maddening. Uh, but and also, so that's, that's inspired me to actually go and do some research and find out what the alternative tools are that are as good as Photoshop because it is a damn good tool but I know there are alternatives out there and I saw a thread on Twitter talking about that so I'm going to investigate that because middle finger to you Adobe if that's what you're thinking um, and I'm, my glad is Bookie Baccaray won the EE e. Rising Star Award at this uh, this Sunday's Baptist. and if ever there was someone who deserved it is my girl Bookie my little honorary niece she's amazing and her speech was reflective and poignant, and she actually took a moment to thank, to um, commemorate Richard, who passed away recently, and um, DMX, and some fat people that passed away of, as the team, um, some of the team members on the film Rocks. So if you haven't seen Rocks, I keep talking about it, we've all spoken about it, it's on Netflix now, Bookie is the lead actress, and it's her first time acting, and she's a heartbreaking scene-stealing role, and she um, deserved the win, so yeah, that's my sad mad, and glad. Um... Do you want to get some comments? I think people have contributed some of their sads and mads. You're still on mute, Auntie Nana. Uh,
2: there we go. Um, I was trying to find. Uh, there it is. Um, Auntie Farah is sad, mad, and glad. I'm sad I'm not on the show. I'm mad I'm not on the show. And I'm glad that my drugs are coming. <laughs> oh, we miss you. It would have been a good one to have <laughs> you. We miss you. Yeah
0: we have to
2: redo it all again next week with you. <laughs> okay. Um, Sonia says, mad that BB uh, the B E T UK channel has gone off air. It never reached its potential. Um glad I'm off sad this week. I think she means off work this week. Okay. And sad I have to go back next week. <laughs> Um uh Ronald said I agree with Auntie Nana. I'm sad that um that my country, which I love, is spiraling toward unsustainable chaos. Uh yeah, I think that's all of the sad mad yes. glads.
0: Um so yeah. yeah, thank you for your sad mad glads, everybody. And Farah we do super, super miss you. We are so you not you and get well soon, my love. Um one more thing.
1: Before we go, I just want to tell you what I have. I think this is hit list. <laughs> I think this is on my head. Basically, it's a bunch of people. You see when you go on holiday, so the world is opening up again, right? So soon, hopefully, this summer we'll be allowed to go away. You know when you go on holiday where maybe black people aren't as prominent as uh, as, as other countries or other cities, um, you know what I mean? And uh, people just randomly start taking pictures of you okay. like, because you're black. I fucking hate it so much, and I really refuse to be that polite person and stand there and smile. No, fuck you. What are you doing? I don't care if you speak the same in, uh, uh, language as me. We're gonna look for your phone. We're gonna delete that picture. You're not taking no pictures of me. No, absolutely not. I hate it. I think that people people shouldn't put up with it at all. Like they know what they're fucking doing. So I'm swearing a lot, but they know what they're doing. They need to stop. We're not frigging ex- exhibit. Get the hell out of here, man. And they should tell their people not to frigging do that. It's bloody rude. I hate it.
2: I oh, couldn't agree with you more, mate. Um... Yeah, I, I agree. Although I have been that performing seal that has actually... <laughs> I have posed for a picture. I have been recorded. I have... I can't even lie. I have...
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not anymore, right?
2: Not anymore. We move, we learn. Yeah, no, I, ca- I can't say I'm not going to do it again when I go to America. <laughs> America, all places. They, what, I they remember say? when I was in the lift and she was like, "Can you speak into my phone and do a message to my friend?" And I was like, "That's different, Debbie. That's, that's, yeah, yeah.
0: that's like the accent. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But it's not like." black person. No, no, no. I, I, I've had that in Spain and I did pose. Oh, God. I said I have been a performance seal. I've done it. I mean, I you're not not to do it again.
0: You're not mm-hmm. actually doing that. You want to- <laughs> well, The thing is, I think there's levels. If you like started dancing, they do the hip hop, do the hip hop or do something like booger booger. Are they going to
2: pay? Hey. I told you people can pay me to be their black friend. I don't no, care. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. You haven't said that. You have said no, that I'm not really I did. But okay. I think you should have a baseline price.
0: A million. I mean? Yeah, it yeah. should be a million. Yeah. Thanks. Um, guys, thank you, Aunties. Jesus from <laughs> um, Auntie Farah, we miss you. Hopefully we you'll be you. next week. And this has been your aunties could never episode fifty seven. Please don't forget to join us next Tuesday at five pm UK time on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, comment, and subscribe. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And um, yeah, thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>